You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the desk of low. I gotta have more West Coast artists, man, because the West Coast actually got some fire people out there. Shout out to Adonis and Crooked Eye, Raz Kaz. Um, so for this episode, he just released Ups and Downs, and if you already know who that is, that's with the beloved Flea Lord. I have Funk P on the phone. Hey, what's the deal? It's from Peace out of East Compton. East Compton, Cali, you know, both the Lords type shit. You know how we coming, you know what I'm saying? Uh, first Compton guest uh, to appear on the show, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Pleasure is all mine. <laughs> um, let's start this off right, sir. Um, Happy New Year, first of all, too, and congratulations on the release. Uh, thanks, I appreciate that. I was going to say, it's been fire, man. I bet you've been seeing all the streams in the first day. Yeah, man, I think that shit hit over, like, 6,000 already on Spotify. Oh, damn, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's doing real good, you know, the project's doing real good, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, we're gonna drop it on SoundCloud today, so. Um, so before we get into, um, ups and downs, too, I'm curious about, uh, Funk P's passion for rap, too, because you're from Compton, and a lot of, a lot of great came from Compton. What, what who what inspired you to be a rapper? Like what was that one rapper that was like, damn, I can do this? Uh Big L. Oh, Big L's a rapper. Classic. I, I used to listen to him the day, yeah. Big L, I grew up on Big L, Ghetto Boys, you know, Ice Cube, Snoop. You know, I grew up listening to them niggas, you know, so but for the most part I just really liked his wordplay and his delivery. So that really made me want to pursue it a little more. Okay. Oh, wow. So you used to go back and listen to some of the greats, too, like Big L, too. That that would explain why you're so nice. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? I've tapped into a lot of different artists. You know, I listened to everything when I was younger. I listened to all kinds of music, not even just rap. I listened to, you know, rock, rock, metal, all that. You know, I was just exposed to all that type of music. Okay. Uh, a few of the rock bands you used to listen to, or a few of the metal, too. Oh, damn, I never uh, expect that. Yeah, listen to those type of cats, yeah. I listen to Blink-182, you know. I was just, you know, listening to all different kind of music. Okay, yeah, because, like, you can't just listen to that. I always have to have a wide variety of sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, so, your very first stage name, was it always Funk P, or did you always have to, did you have to play around with a bunch of different names before you found something that fitted? Yeah, because every artist, there's got to be a meaning behind that name, too. Because if you don't take your craft seriously, it would just be a random name, too. That's why I wanted to, because I knew there was a story behind the funk meaning behind it. Because I'm like, he's just not going to call himself that for no reason. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's from, it's, you know, basically Compton culture. My name represents Compton culture. You know, believe it or not, gangbanging is a part of Compton culture, so... I mean, shit. 
that that's that's where it came from, you know. I mean, it's all a part of the culture, you know, giving back to it with these with these words and these songs that I'm doing. Are uh, your game tapes mixtape with you and Fred Blaze? I was playing that earlier this morning too. Uh, the ta- uh, the song Town. Oh, that's fire right there. Oh, uh, good looking man. Appreciate that. One. That one was produced by um, Turn Me Up Josh. He works with like a lot of different artists. He works. I think he's done some songs with uh, Young Thug and a few other people. Okay. Was that um? Would you consider that the first collaborative project that you've done, or have you released um mixtapes before that one, sir? Well, I've had mixtapes before that, but that one was like my first major mixtape, and it did real good. So, you know, I was grateful for that one. You know, it's people still people still uh, listening to it. You know, so that's how I know it's a good it's a good project because that shit is like like a year and a half old. You know, so still hitting me up like man, that shit's still going, bro. <laughs> yeah, because flex stuff uh, and politicking too. Like someone like uh, I like how that's like a twenty one track project too not that much people will be putting out a 21 track project from last year mm-hmm. yeah man I had to I just had to do it I just had I mean cause I got a lot of music so I was like man fuck it I'm about to put out like a major major project and put a lot of songs on there yeah so that's why you know I just wanted to go hard and let people hear that shit cause I got I got a shitload of music you know I got I got a couple projects already done now, yeah. you know. So I mean, we about to we about to make uh, ups and downs a, a, a album series though. It's gonna be a three part album series. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, cause the vibes you get from that album too. It's like something that you never heard in a long time. Like um, like the vibes that I got too. It was like. The beginning of something great because when two coasts collides, it's like um you're you're well aware of Master Ace obviously how his sound sounded yeah. really West Coast from Master Ace Incorporated too. Mm-hmm. So that's um when I hear like Tex out of Boaster Lords too, I'm like damn you know like this is the, that's what the underground scene needs right now. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, um I was with Conway and, and Benny Butcher last night. At they show, they had a show out here in L.A., so, you know, I went to go tap in with them and, you know, show some support, so. Um, I'm curious, too, um, the first time that you met the beloved Flea, too. That's a good dude right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, me and Flea, we really vibe when we initially met each other. Um, I originally was going out there with West Side Gun, well, my boy Doe Networks, shout out Doe Networks, uh, he, he he put me on to Westside Gun, he introduced me to him. So from there, uh, Gun had like a big show in, uh, what was it, December or November? It was, no, it was November. It was the day after Thanksgiving. It was the show. And um, we all met up. That's where I met Danny. I met Conway. And, um, and I met Flea. So me and Flea, you know, we was just vibing out. And I was just like, man, you know, I don't know. It was just the energy was there. And, you know, I was like, man, I can fuck with this dude, man. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to New York again and knock out a project. So I spent a week in New York knocking out that project. We went over about 500 different beats. Like, oh, wow. You know, was, yeah, we was in the studio every day. Well, we was in the studio every day for one day. 
good way to start it out too with the album too i like how that's the first song y'all knocked out too thanks man appreciate that or anytime i keep it buck um or like how fleece said i keep it a mill um as um you guys were actually in the studio too i like how that's why that project came out so good too because you guys didn't do the back and forth of the emails then it was like an organic vibe in the studio that's very rare nowadays that happens too because most people do the emails then yeah, no, nah, man. I want. I wanted to really, you know, get the whole vibe of, like, the home vibe of him, you know, working with him rather than that email shit. I mean, the project came out really good. You know, us being in the studio together and knocking it out like that. I mean, you're right. A lot of people don't do that no more. That's why it's a lot of shitty ass songs out there because there was no direct energy put into it between the two. It was just like. Yeah, I'll do the song. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, yeah. it wasn't really like, you know, we tried to put out a masterpiece, man. So that's why we, we that's why we're going to do that three album series. That's what we're going to do, man. So the second one should be coming soon. And um, what made you want to add G4J to that intro, too? Or was that Flea's idea, too? Because that G4J, man, that's Survivor's project, too. Whew, that's fire. Shout out to G4. Yeah, yeah. G4, well, actually, G4, he came to the studio that night, and um, he was just chilling, you know, uh, rolling, rolling weed up, and I was, I was just like, um, shit, man, I mean, he was telling me rap, so I was like, okay, you know, so, I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a nigga that make music, bro, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get into all that politics and shit or anything like that, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just... Make music, so I was just like, "Well, bro, if you can come up with a hook to this, man, and if it's, it's fire, shit, we'll throw you on the album." You know what I'm saying? So he was just at the right place at the right time, basically. Yeah, and then as we go into uh, text out too, um, I said this when I was just by myself too. But when I, we were rolling in the car earlier, me and my man, um, I was like, "Yo, check this out, and let me let me tell you what you think." And, like, he said the exact same thing that I said when I was by myself. He's like, yo, I kind of get, like, a game in 50 how we do vibe from this, too. And I kind of, like, stopped. And I was, I was like, did you really yeah. just, you really just yeah, say that? You know that? You're right. So, um, You're right with that one. Yeah. Cause, cause, yeah, for real, for real. I think uh, we coming from with that one. Oh, say that one more time, sir. See where you're coming from with that one. Yeah, with because the whole 50s game vibe, yeah. Yeah, because it's too close, like New York and Compton too. So it's like, oh wow, and and just the way that you guys are spitting on that track too, like going back, like just like you going first and then Flea second, and just like <laughs> that beat too. Like I never expected like that kind of beat on this album.
Yeah. That's another reason why we did it too, so. Um, when you're listening to certain type of beats too, like you guys said, you went through over 500 beats too. Um, with that beat in particular too, did you know automatically that was going to be on it too? Or did it just like, because I know certain tracks have like a good story behind it. Like they might have not have made it and they did it last minute too and it came out wonderful. Right, right. Um, well, checks out. I work with this producer, uh, Polly Rob. He's like a well-known producer also. Um, and he sent me a beat pack. He sent me a beat pack. And, you know, whenever he sends me a beat pack, I always, it's like it never fails. Like he always sends me like, one or two bangers that I'm going to use. It's never like I get a beat pack from him and I don't use no beats because he always makes fire. You feel me? So that, that you know, he he had that te- he had that one and I was like, man, I, I got that vibe. And plus I was like, it'll, 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 you know what I'm saying? Put the tempo at like a median, you know what I'm saying? The whole album, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole tempo, if you see how it is, it, it goes up, up and down. That's why we call it ups and downs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, behind, I mean, behind everything else, the tempo of the album is like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it slowed and then it speeds up, then it goes right back down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, actually, now that you said that, too, because when I was banning that project, too, I'm like, it took yeah, me really out. And this is why I love where artists do interviews too, because it gives more perspective on the art too, and it gives people more of a respect for it too, because it does take you on ups and downs through that project. Yeah. Um, as we come into uh, my favorite track on the album too, and shout out to Bless, that's fam right there too. Uh, Bo still Lords too, that track is hard right there. Oh, anytime, my G. Um, so, Boaster Lords, too. Um, I noticed that Flea always works very closely with Blast, too. And, you know, that that's a no-brainer right there. Lord Talk Volume 2 is classic right there. Um, what, um, did you guys always say, you know, we, we're definitely going to include a Blast beat, but did y'all know it was going to be that one, too, and have Blast only have one track on the album, or did he have, like, more than one at the time? Well, we wanted to implement as many people as possible. That's why, if you recognize, it's six tracks and six different producers. Okay. So, we, you know, we wanted to implement everyone, you know, all the resources, all the niggas that we think deserve to be on the album. You feel me? So, it was like, that's why it wasn't just one producer or two. It was six different producers, six songs. You know? Yeah. And plus, too, it gives it more, like, um, like an authentic feel to it, too, because instead of just, like, one producer for the whole project, too, you get a wide variety of sounds throughout that whole project. Exactly. Because it's not just your average underground project. I've been telling people, like, this, I'm like, yo, this project right here can, like, actually do something. Like, like this can, like, get the attention of, like, some of these bigger cats out there, too. Like a shady record yeah. or or a rock nation. Um, yeah, man. Hopefully, man. We we gonna see shape forty five. Want to spin it, man. Um, and then y'all kind of snuck that feature in too. Um, I think it was like the last day or something like that. The uh, Planet Asia feature I seen on there too for the NY twenty nine NYNY twenty nineteen too. Um, 
What made y'all want to include uh, Planet Asia, too? Cause that's a legend out the West Coast. Fresco, California, right there. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, well, we, we implemented him because at the time, he was in New York also. And, you know, my boy, Doe, again, yeah, you know, he fucks with Planet Asia tough, so, uh, you know, uh, he let him hear it, and, then, you know, he liked it, you know. You know, we was both getting off, me and Flea, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, man, shit, I got to bar it up, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, he, he, he liked it the first time he heard it, so. Okay. Yeah, because that B2 brings you, you back the essence of a 92 and, like, how uh, Flea did on Gets Greater Later, he's starting to feel into it. Just, like, it's like a continuation from that album, too, because, like, even with the artwork, even how it, like... It, it looks like a, a continuation from Gets Greater Later, too. It's like, it's all about art and how you present it, I tell people. Yeah. Um, also, with you, too, um, the NYNYB, too, um, that uh, Dog Pound, was that the one where they had that beat? Uh, New York, yeah. New York. Yeah, that's, that's what it reminded me of it, too. Like, yeah. um, so... When you guys heard that, too, and when somebody put their own touches to, to it, too, like, did you guys have to say, like, maybe we're going to use a different beat, too? Because you guys didn't have to use that beat for that track. Yeah, I had already I had already had it in my mind that I wanted to get that because of the, the fact that I was going to New York to do a project. So I know Dogtown had two West Coast artists, but it would have, you know, I think I thought it would be dope to do the remake of that putting a New York rapper on there, you know what I'm saying, getting a twist. So that was thought through, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we first thought about putting the album out, I, I was already saying, like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. That's going to that's gonna be, you know, that's going to be hot right there. Did you listen to that uh, Dog Pound track before uh, going in the studio, before you had that track recorded? Yeah, I listened to it about, like, 20, 30 times. Just to get like you know the feel to it, and, yeah, the good feeling to it, you know, help me get that hook going. You feel me? So yeah, I listened to it. I mean, I listened to it a lot when I was a kid, but you know, yeah, before I went in the studio, I definitely went to it about like about forty times or some shit like that. Uh, the first time you ever heard of the Dog Pound too, when you said you were a kid too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, cause I, cause I love hearing stories about how, uh, artists discovered other artists like that. Cause when they came out, I was only five. So I wasn't like, I wasn't in tune. I wasn't going to grab like the newest, like DPG album. I was going to go grab like the newest, like Barney album. I think, I don't know what I was listening to at five. Definitely wasn't rap. <laughs> uh, um, but how, how did you find, uh, DPG, uh, the dog pouncer? Well, you know, I had older cousins, you know, that, you know, they, they used to listen to him, you know, because they was Crips. So, you know, I, I when, you know, growing up as a kid, going over to their house, you know, they always they was always playing that type of music, you know. So I always had a feel, feel to it ever since I was a kid because of them, you know. And, you know, besides, they was getting heavy play on the radio, you know. So, you know, niggas had cassettes and all that, and CD players and all that shit, so. Okay. And then the dog pound just came on one day. It's like, oh, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, yeah. 
I, I just, I don't know, man. I just, that's the first thing that I thought once I decided to make that move to New York. I was like, yeah, I think this would be dope to remake this. And <laughs> my boy G5, is the, I work close with G5. Like, me and him have a lot of dope-ass tracks together, so. Okay. I, I like how you shouted them out, too, because I believe the producers deserve just as much shine as the artists, too, because they're the ones making the beat that you're bobbing your head to back and forth, too. Exactly, yeah. Especially somebody who's talented as him. You know, you always gotta, you know, give them what they deserve. Would you, would you consider doing a full project with that certain producer, sir? Um, yeah, I mean, that's nothing to do that, you know. You're just trying to um, work with, just expand the horizon and work with different people, work with different um, producers and things like that. But that's like like home team type shit. So it's like, you know, we can, it's nothing for us to just get in the studio and just knock some shit out. Yeah. And then um, as we come into uh, the fifth track, too, on everything to produce by, he's actually uh, a member of this podcast supergroup that I started, um, J.R. Swifts, too. So shout out to the member J.R. Swifts and that fire track. He's got some crazy catalog going on right now, too. Um, when I seen that J.R. was going to be on the album, I'm like, oh, yo, this is already going to be fire right here. Oh, um, So on everything, too. Um, when you guys are picking song titles, too, um, do you let the producer name the track, or do you both kind of come together with one name and the other song? Well, we came together, and, yeah, we came together and got the, um, and, and came up with the names, you know, something that was, you know, just simple, you know what I mean? Simple, not too complex, not too long, you know, just simple names, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, you don't want to, like, make the listeners type in a bunch of words just to find the song that they really like, too, because I've noticed too, people that lately. So, when you guys are doing, like, the one verse straight ahead, too, have you guys um ever tried doing a You Go First, Flea, Chorus, you go first again, flee. So, like, basically, three three verses each. So, all together is six. Can we expect that on upcoming projects, too? Or you guys like to keep everything nice and short? Yeah, see, that's what I was getting into as far as when I was telling you about the Adam Theory. Uh, we're doing three projects, three albums with six tracks apiece. And the elements that make up an Adam are six protons six neurons and six electrons. So that's why we're calling it the Adam Theory. Oh, okay. You see, that one flew... I, I, like I said, I'll keep it a, a mill. That one flew right over my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Oh, and see, that's what I love about well-thought-out art, too, because, like, it makes the listener look at it different, too, and listen to it different, too, with more appreciation for it, too. It's like, damn, this thought that went into this project. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's thought, yeah, me, me and that nigga, we just, we work real good together, man. That's why I was like, man, we gotta do two more of these, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, and sometimes, too, like, 
it would just take like you just having a good vibe with another artist too to make something like that too. Like even on the the last track, um, paying homage, where uh, shout out to my dog Zuki too. That beat is crazy, and that that's probably my second yeah. favorite beat. Yeah, man, I like that one, man. I really, I really like that beat. When Flea showed me that one, I was like, man, that shit the hottest part. <laughs> yeah, that's facts right there too. It was like, oh, that's definitely going on the album. Um, when you were writing your, your verse on that particular too, do you usually go to do it one go, or do you have to perfect it and make it sound like a certain way and get certain pockets in? Yeah, man, sometimes it takes me like, you know, 20, 30 tries. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the way I, you know, it's my delivery. I, I, I like to get as perfect as possible with the delivery you know, and the way I pronounce the words and everything like that, because I want to have, I want to have the most clarity that I can. Yeah. So, you know, you know, have you appreciate, appreciate the lyrics more with the clarity. Yeah, because like, a lot of people, they would say, I did that at one go, but I like how you said too, like the clarity in your voice through that, so you, so, so people can hear it a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. There's been times where I've had, you know, I've had to do it, you know, multiple times, like 40, 50 times, especially when I get to chopping it up and stuff like that. It's, you know, it don't, it, you know, like with, with checks out, like I had to say that verse like a few times because the way I'm chopping it up, you know, I, I, want, I want shit to be clear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... So, I bet like a lot of a lot of people came up to you and flew for artwork too. It's like, yo, we have this, we have this too. How did you pick Laboratory's artwork too? Because like, <laughs> it's all about artwork too, man. If you got some fire artwork, I'm gonna stop everything. And check that out. Yeah. Um, shit, man. Please, he showed me a few samples, and we agreed on those. I mean. The whole concept, you know, you see the whole. I don't know. If, I, I, I know you can see it, but the the it's heaven and hell. Yeah. I mean, you see the mouth is gift to God. You know, the angels coming from you know his voice speaking, and then you see the the hand is, is hell, which is the demons and idle hands, and you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. Like I said, it was a lot of talk put into this project, man. So, I don't know. I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's the whole story behind this project, yeah. And, and, and that's what fits it, too, because, like, even the artwork has to fit the music, too, Heaven and Hell, as opposed to Ups and Downs. Yeah, exactly. It's like some Cuban links type <laughs> vibes I'm getting over here of this project, too. <laughs> <laughs> But see, a lot of people, they won't go as that far as to put a be putting thought into their pro- projects like that too. It's like something that that the game needed before too, because like there's a lot of music out there that's microwave music too, and you guys understand longevity of the game too, because you guys see obviously what's going on in the underground scene right now. It's like it's a wonderful time to be in the game right now. Yeah. Um, and, oh, 
and you must have like a lot of a lot of driven motivation too because you're from the city that birthed the game Kendrick like those are big names right there Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. He, you know, he he raised the bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He raised the bar for a lot of artists like myself. I mean, he he made me. You know, I mean, you know, he's from Compton. I'm from Compton. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit. I gotta, I gotta spit that shit, talk that shit. You know? Yeah. So that's you know, I just, I just gotta, I just stay on top of my, stay on top of my game with, with the. Yeah. Like I've tried it. I've tried it and it's cool but you know, it's 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 really no thought put into it. I like I like putting a lot of thought into what I say in there. So Yeah, you like putting like effort into your music. Yeah. Um, I was curious, uh, if you were ever into Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, because that's where I found a lot of my classic West Coast music when I was a kid coming up. Oh, I say that one. Say that one more time. Say so you cut out. Oh yeah, no, I was just I was just listening to what you were saying. You, you said, I'm sorry, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, no worries. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, that was my my brother. I'm sorry. Go 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 ahead and say that one more time, sir. Oh yeah, no worries. Um, so did you like um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? Because uh, that's why I found a lot of a lot of my classic West Coast music. Like that's how I found. Um, Gorillas in the mist. Yeah, man. Shit, I mean, hopefully we get on one of them games soon. (laughs) (laughs) Tax out. Tax out going to be on Grand Theft Auto 6, I hope. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Because I noticed Rockstar, they have a, even like with their newest game too, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, they had like a lot of up-and-comers on their game too, throughout their history too. So it is possible that Tech Sour or hell, even Boaster Lords or NYNY 2019 can be on the Grand Theft Auto 6. Rockstar cuts a big check too. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully, man. I mean, shit. Everything's looking pretty good so far. So you know, um, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, how, how everything is going at, this, at the moment. And. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be other podcasters and things reaching out to you after the release of this, too. Um, for the people listening, too, where you have an assert artwork for this project, too, would you, would you consider doing more artwork like this for your solo projects that you got coming in the future? Definitely. That's a huge definite. I mean, because, I mean... I don't know. I, I've never done no artwork like this before. Yeah. Until I start, until I start uh, collabing with Flea, and you know, it's, it's different, but a good different. You know, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna, you know, try to implement that. Try to implement that with my um, with my next project, my solo project. And um, everyone, I, mean, I, have, I, I have I have a solo project now that's done. It's called the Prophet's Prophet. You know, I, I, it's about like ten tracks. It's it's a solo project. It's, it's just been sitting there. You know, I mean, I've had so many other opportunities working with different artists. So, you know, I kind of like just have it in the cut. But they're gems, though. So, 
Yeah. You know, songs like that, they don't they don't have an expiration date. Yeah, so they, yeah, I understand that too, because when you make timeless music too, it, it can never sound dated. Yeah. All right. right. And that, that project that you just uh, said before, too, is that out or is that the one you got in the tuck? Oh, yeah, that's the, that's one of the ones I got tucked. It's just there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to have an arsenal, I understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I got that, and then I got another project uh, that is it's, it's like a spinoff of Gang Taste, which is called Gang Related, and that's not out either. You know, it's just... Okay. I'm saying it's gonna have a good 2019. It looks like. Oh yeah, and that's if I get to those, because I make new music every day. Yeah, so that's good to hear that you stay on your craft every day, and plus too, it, it practice makes perfect. They say. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you write your stuff down, or do you have to um do it off the phone, or is it everything off top of the head too? Because I notice each artist is very, very, very different. Yeah, um, I usually write it in my phone. Um, I recently lost my other phone. I had like a grip of songs in there and shit, and I didn't back anything up to the iCloud. So I lost like a lot of like a lot of lit, like a lot of sixteens. Yeah. Yeah, I lost a shitload of them, you know. But you know, I tried to remember the ones I I, I could. I mean, because to be honest with you, when I write, I don't. I don't, I don't, um, I just, I just write and just put it, you know, store it in, you know, I don't really store it in my brain like that, you know, I'm, I, you know, my brain works a million miles a minute, you know, so I don't really have, you know, I just put it in, put it, put the thought there and store it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it's, it's not long-term memory, so, yeah, I lost a lot of lyrics, when I lost my phone New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, that's got to be the worst time to lose the phone, too. Yeah, man, I lost the DVD. Um, but at least that didn't discourage you, too, because sometimes people lose, like, their phone with all their lyrics, or even their camera with, like, you know, that's their work, and they get discouraged. It's like, yo, fuck this, but I just like, yo, I'm going to keep going. Um, I may I may say this project console, forgive me, say, uh, Lord Loud Comics? Oh yeah, Loud Comics, that was the project we did, me and uh, my in-house producer, Marvel Maine, um, he's really up and coming right now, he's like, he's gonna be, he's really next up, for real, for real, like, so we did a, a, a project, we have a lot of songs together, so we decided to drop Loud Comics, and the name Loud Comics came from Funk P and Marvel Maine, because funk or funk, something is loud, right? Yeah. Funky smell or whatever, loud. So, and his name's Marvel Man. So, Marvel is derived from the comics. So, that's where we got Loud Comics from. Uh, so, you always put thought into your projects, too. That's good. That's good to hear. That, that Loud Comics, yeah, too, is fire, yeah. by the way. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, Loud Comics is dope as fuck, man. It's, it's like, it's like got a half a mil on Spotify. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's like got a half a mil. Yeah. Um... When you um, were recording that project to um, Loud Comics, too, did you know that 
that was going to be the cover for something like that too or did or because it's all about artwork too and i noticed like it's like a real 90s vibe like you're flipping through the channel on mtv and it's like the beavis and butthead yeah. but you guys flipped it though yeah yeah I, I flipped it and it was my idea to do that to flip flip it and put his face our face was beavis and butthead you know so just to give it like a you know Cool little funky look, you know what I'm saying? Something different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and for the people who um, are interested too, is that the first time that you were collaborating with your in-house producer for that project, or did you guys have like other projects that you guys just didn't really push out there? Well, I mean, he did a lot of the projects on Game Tapes. Okay. But as far as like just working solely with him, yeah, yeah that's we have like three other projects that's, uh, that's, you feel me, that he's produced by himself. Okay. So that's why you said in-house producer. Yeah, in-house, that's my, yeah, that's like, that's, that's like really the main producer that I, that I be, that I, that I really work with the most. I work with Marvel main. Yeah. Okay. And, um, is your, um, cause I noticed that, it's all about branding too, and um, when I look on the credits on title, it says Western Conference Music. Is that your label, sir? Well, that's the label that the distribution label that we're, we're signed with through Empire. Okay. It's Western Conference, so it's it's, it's through an A and R of my boy Mark Breezy. Uh, he's he's the one uh, that is under Western Conference. Because a lot of people, because a lot of people too, to be saying, oh, it's, um, that's my label, that's my label too, but I like how you said too, that's a distribution company too, because most people, they just think distribution, like, oh, they just make the CDs, it's like, no, they get your stuff on these streaming sites. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, that's besides getting paid for your streams, because we took a distribution deal with Empire, we didn't take any advancement or anything like that, we just, you know, which is dope, because you don't have to owe anybody or anything like that, so, you know, the money that we make is, you know, ours, minus the percentage they get, you know what I'm saying, so, it all, it all worked out, so, it's pretty cool. Um, and like I said, uh, I won't take up much of your time, appreciate you doing this interview, um, this is the last question I ask all my guests, and the reason why I ask this question is because um, nobody can ever answer this question the same, because everybody has their own unique way of answering this question, too. I'm not in that place, but maybe somebody who really fucks with your music and is in a dark place would um get very inspired by your answer, too. So the question that I ask everybody at the end of each interview is, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Um, yeah, I mean, shit. I, I understand it's out of left field, that question, so you can take your time. No, no, not at all, man, not at all. I mean, shit, when someone is in that, in that point in place of their life, the only thing they can do is stay positive. You can't really do too much, especially if things are out of your hands. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, it's all about manifestation. You know what I mean? If you sit and sulk and keep your head in the sand, you know, you're never going to get nowhere. So, the only thing you can do is just push and stay consistent with 
like I said that too, manifestation too, you can't just sit and sell, you gotta do something about it. Well, as like as the beloved would say, only positive vibes, Lord. Um, Mr. Funk, P, yeah. I appreciate you doing this interview. Is there anything you'd like to plug in before I let you go, sir? Uh, shit, man. Just shout out all the producers on the album. Shout out my nigga, my, my nigga, Flea Lord, both the Lords, you know how we do it. West to East, East to West, you know what I'm saying? We got two more to go, you know what I'm saying? Shout out. You know, Diggs Management, shout out Mark Breezy. I mean, shout out everybody who's fucking with the project. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all want to tap in. Oh, sorry, sir, go ahead. We're getting vinyls soon. Oh, yeah, you hear that, people? So, yeah, make sure you uh, save up for those vinyls, too, yeah, because that Ups and Downs project, oh, yeah, too, going to yeah. be considered classic in about 2020. You know what I mean? And with that being said, there's another classic episode from Desk Low featuring the first ever, ever, let's make this straight, people, first ever Compton guest, Funk P. Hey. Um, 